God bless you and welcome back to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you for joining me today. So what kind of attitude do you have when you approach your Heavenly Father? I once knew a believer whose prayers never used the word Father, let alone the words Abba or Daddy. It was always just God. How's your relationship with Him, with your Heavenly Father, your Abba or Daddy or Papa? There are times for different attitudes, different postures, if you will, but what's on my mind today is how do we draw nearer? What attitudes or postures, standing, sitting, kneeling, bowing low, face planted on the floor, will we assume? There is a time to dance and rejoice, and there is a time to be still and listen. So give a listen. The first phrase of James 4.8 says, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Draw nigh is an old way of saying to approach, to draw near. So once you are in his presence, what do you do? Today I want to explore some of the more subdued ways of being before him. To be before him is to be in his presence, or literally, to be in his face. I'm not so certain I'd be standing up. But besides physical posture, what might be the attitudes and actions of our hearts and minds? Let's take some time today before him. Stillness. The motion to move closer, inclining and reclining towards refining my intimacy with God. Know that he is God. Quietness, the sound of heart and mouth declining and confining any whining to hear the voice of God. Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. Resting, the action of renewal for refreshing and recovering the strength of the Lord. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Solitude, the fellowship of us, alone together, by spirit tethered, father and child embracing. In the wilderness, forty days. Stillness, quietness, resting, solitude, these traits, these skills, these virtues, unknown to many, mastered by the few, the few that have come to know, to hear, to wait in silence before him. Most searches on Google these days are accomplished in less than a second. No longer must we search through volumes of books to obtain the information we seek. We enjoyed fast food primarily because it's quick. Duh, it's fast food. And you can even get healthy food quickly in some places. The point is, it's fast. People in modern societies expect things quickly these days. The idea of waiting is a bad idea for most businesses. Add to this the erosion of our attention spans. Even in slow-paced movies, such as documentaries and simple dramas, the average edit is less than half a minute. In action movies, it can be as quick as three and a half seconds. So what does all this have to do with our relationship with God our Father? In the first phrase of Psalm 46.10, we are admonished to have a different mindset. Be still. And know that I am God. 
Psalm 46 begins with this verse, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. The psalm also ends with the phrase, the God of Jacob is our refuge. The gist of this psalm is that God is stronger than the nations and Israel need not fear. God is their refuge. God will deal with their enemies. Therefore, what they need to do is to be still and know that he is God. What does it mean to be still? It means to lower oneself, literally, to sink down or to relax. Grammatically, it means to calm yourself. The next phrase, know that I am God, grammatically is a command. Know that I am God. Learning to be still in our fast-paced society is difficult. We're told to hustle and get up and move and to push forward. But there are definitely times in life when we need to step back, slow down, and consider the deeper things in life. Knowing God and learning to hear his voice is our greatest endeavor. But truly, it is not accomplished by speed or great effort on our part other than to learn to be still. I recently had the joy of walking through a very large field that had been left alone. It was full of weeds, but then also it was full of very wonderful, amazing little flowers. A quick pass through the field would have left me unimpressed. But as I slowly walked from splash of color to splash of color, I enjoyed a splendid array of white and purple and yellow shining examples of our Father's creativity. I had to be still and focus on each moment, on each step, because within each step was a different little flower. A fast-paced walk would have been good exercise, but only good exercise. The beauty that surrounded me would have been lost. How much do we lose in our relationship with the Father because we're moving too fast. How much of a relationship with him is lost because we quickly show up, make a request, and then impatiently tap our feet and then get up and leave because he didn't answer us immediately. Which leads me to the next quality to consider, quietness. That was five seconds of silence. Had I gone 10 seconds, you would have been checking your device you're listening to me on to make sure it was working. In radio and other audio media, dead silence is deafening. Learning the skill of being quiet is something we endeavor to teach our children. There's the old saying, silence is golden. So true when it comes in our endeavors to hear the voice of God. The other phrase that comes to mind is the reproof, I know you're not listening because your mouth is moving. Hearing the voice of God is much easier when we ourselves are quiet. If I am endeavoring to hear a friend's voice in a loud restaurant, I have to focus on them. And I have to keep my own mouth shut. When the prophet Samuel was young, the Lord called out to him in the night. Samuel, being inexperienced in hearing the voice of the Lord, thought it was the prophet Eli calling him. Finally, after a number of times of Samuel running into Eli, Eli recognized that it is the Lord calling out to Samuel. He tells Samuel to go back to his room, and when he hears the voice of the Lord, he is to respond by saying, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. 
First of all, we should definitely have an expectation that the Lord will speak to us. Because of the constant love the Father has for you, he will stay in touch. He is a good Father. So if we truly have that expectation, then we should make time to be quiet and hear his voice. So in this time we make to be quiet and hear his voice, we need to be at rest, at least mentally. Some people enjoy going for long walks in quiet areas and simply waiting for the Lord to speak to them. It is their time with him. It is the time that they make to hear his voice. What are you doing to hear his voice? The Lord speaks to us in a multitude of ways, and he does it all day long. I'm amazed at some of the ways in which the Lord has gotten my attention and spoken to me. But I recognize in my life, I have a desire for more. I crave a deeper intimacy with Papa. There are desires in my heart I want to converse about with him. But if I'm being anxious about the things of my life, it clogs my ears and my ability to hear. So I'm learning to set aside time dedicated to resting in him. I have a time of worship. I have a time of prayer for others. And now I have adopted a time of silence, which honestly is a work in progress. If you are hungry, you either go into the kitchen and make something to eat, or you go to a restaurant of some sort and buy something. You make an effort to be fed. What is your effort to be in his presence, to be before him? Moses walked up on a mountaintop. Abraham went into the desert. Jesus went out into a solitary place and there prayed. More than once, more than twice. It is much easier to focus and be still and be quiet when you're by yourself. So where do you go to be alone with him? You can go for a walk or a long drive or perhaps a hot bath. Whatever it might be, we need time alone with him, undistracted. In our hectic lives, I recognize this is a challenge, but it is one we must face and become victorious in. To build any friendship, we must be with that friend by ourselves. I am blessed to have many friends, but that takes work. It takes picking up the phone to make a call, to have a conversation, or to plan time together face-to-face. To separate yourself from the rush of the world and turn your heart and thoughts to the Father must be an intentional action. True friendship is intentional. It's not an accident. It's not something that we do with leftover time, if there is such a thing. We must plan time and make time to pursue our intimacy with the Father. By the blood of Jesus, we have the right to enter into the presence of the Father in the Holy of Holies. We are seated next to the Father in Christ. What are we doing with such access? In the world, people pay big money to be in the presence of the successful people in life. You have the right and privilege to hang out with the creator of the heavens and the earth. I challenge you today to make time to sit before him, to be still, to be quiet, to rest in solitude with him, and just listen. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He is your God also, your Father. He will take care of you and supply everything you need including the time to be with him.
but you need to make an effort. You need to make the time to be with him. The Word of God tells us that we are children of God, not adults of God. Jesus told us that unless we become as a child, we cannot enter into the kingdom. You have the keys to the kingdom. Now is the time to approach the Lord and be before him. Isaiah thirty fifteen. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest shall ye be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. And you would not.